Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 149 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and as you can probably tell, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather at the moment, so my voice is struggling a little bit. Thankfully, this week's show was recorded before I lost my voice, so you just have to hear this version of me for a few more seconds. I did want to remind you, though, that my family will be cruising on the Dream next week, beginning on December 28th, so if you'd like to follow along, be sure to check out my social media pages. I'll primarily be posting on Instagram, so if you don't already follow me there, be sure to do that. We are doing our first Castaway Key double dip, which I am really excited about, and cruising over New Year's Eve as well. So I, I, I can't wait for that cruise, and I can't wait to, to share it all with you. And since I likely won't be on here before then, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a happy holiday season, and a happy and healthy new year. Thanks so much for being with me throughout this year, and uh, I'm excited for, for 2024. And with that, let's get to this week's episode, which I'm really excited about. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about the things to not worry about as it relates to your Disney cruise. And joining me for this conversation is Rebecca, who runs the Instagram account at Disney Cruise Line Community. And she also has a website and a YouTube channel and is always answering questions and posting fun Disney Cruise Line content and interacting with uh, lots of different users. So I'm really excited to talk with her today. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I I'm excited to talk to you. We've, we were, we were talking offline, but it's it's uh, we we've sort of interacted indirectly here and there for for quite a while now. So it's nice to finally you know put a put a face to the the Instagram account and, and to talk to you. So I'm really happy you, you uh, you're joining me tonight. Right back at you. I feel like I need to not fangirl in front of all the <laughs> listeners right now. I'm just like, I'm talking to Wes. This is so cool. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm really excited for tonight. Before we get into the conversation, I, I want to hear a little bit about your experience with Disney Cruise Line. So things like, when was your first cruise? How many have you done? Which ships have you been on? Things like that, if you don't mind sharing with us. Yeah, so my Disney Cruise Line experience goes all the way back. So my first Disney Cruise was back in 1999 on the Magic. Awesome. 
Yeah. So my love for the cruise line goes back almost as long as the cruise To the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my family just got addicted. It was the one vacation that we would take every year as a family. And, uh, you know, the Disney Cruise Line community, it started as a Facebook group because, you know, if you're on board, you'll find, especially with teenagers and preteens, they all get to meet friends and it's wonderful and amazing. And they make these friendships and they get so close because they're on board together for three, four, five, seven plus nights. So I had created this Facebook group that was just for my friends to get together so we could somehow like convince our parents to all go on the same cruise again next year. It didn't work, but <laughs> that, um, that Facebook group has grown into the largest Facebook group on Facebook for Disney Cruise Line. So we're just over 280,000 members. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's where this all started. It's just a place for fellow Disney Cruise Line lovers to come and talk about our uh, shared obsession with the cruise line and then help other people, you know, plan and prepare and just get excited for their vacation. Take some of the stress off. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's kind of my Disney Cruise Line story. I've sailed on 24. It'll be 25 coming up here soon. Oh my gosh. You're almost Pearl. Almost, I'm almost so there. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Yes. So I mentioned the Instagram account and the YouTube and the website. Yes, the website. But I I didn't realize that you had started the 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 Disney Cruise Line community Facebook group as well. That's that's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's something I'm super proud of, and you know. It, Facebook is such a great place to interact with people, but you know I love the Instagram part of it too because it feels a little bit more personal. Sure. Uh, so you know, I would love if you, people want to reach out and ask questions. Of course, Wes is your go-to. He knows it on <laughs> the awesome. back of his hand. But uh, yeah, it's just it's so fun to get to share this love of Disney Cruise Line with fellow cruisers. So yeah, that's cool because I I don't know I don't know how old you were when um, when you took your first cruise, but I took my first one in two thousand. So a little bit after yours, my first cruise was on the Wonder. But I remember you you do you make friends as a kid on the cruise ship and and you know you you're like best friends by the end of the three or four nights that you spend together and then you leave and you're like oh well that what do I do now like I want to stay in touch with these people so that's a a great way to to kind of do that yeah it's so true and I'm still best friends to this day with some of the friends I met in the teen club I went to college with a friend from the teen club I met my better half because of a connection in the 18 to 20 society so if anybody's listening and they're like I don't know if my teens or my preteens or my 20 year old is going to have a good time go it might change your life <laughs> yeah right oh my gosh that is that's incredible I, I think that's uh, I think that's amazing so do you have so you've done 24 cruises now do you have is there one that stands out as like that was my favorite cruise or or maybe a favorite itinerary that you've done that's so tough i feel like every cruise is amazing right every of time course. i step on board i just that moment is my favorite i i will say some of those ones when i was a teenager on board just because you get so close to those other kids there's just nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, there was a span where we would all go on spring break. All of us had the same spring break every year. So it was the same group of kids. So over the course of three or four years, we all got really, really close. Um, and, you know, that happened on the magic and the fantasy. And I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but those two, those are, those are my girls. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> That's, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Do you like what? What would you say is your favorite thing about a Disney cruise? Or like, what do you like about, what is it about Disney cruising that makes you want to go on so many? 
That's such a good question, right? I want to say everything, but I know it's the <laughs> answer ever. I mean, it's got to be just like the magic on board. There's nothing like seeing a kid meet Cinderella for the first time or just the, like the pure friendliness of the crew because you don't just walk around the city and see people smiling at you and asking how you're doing. But so when you're true. on board, everybody is just so friendly and everybody's happy. And then the ice cream doesn't hurt. I also <laughs> love the ice cream. But there's just, it, to me, it's just the perfect vacation. If you want to relax, you could relax. If you want to be adventurous, you want to go, go, go all day, you can do that too. So I just feel like it's that perfect blend for anybody to enjoy. Yep. I I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. And it's funny that you mentioned kind of the the friendliness of the crew and and sort of that that warm feeling that you get from them while you're on the ship because we always every single time it it happens every single time without fail. We'll we'll get off the ship and then we'll go to the airport even and have some bad experience with someone who's having a bad day and they're super grumpy and we're like, "Oh, well, we're not we're not at Disney anymore. We're not on a yeah. on the cruise ship anymore." It's so true. I'm like, "Oh, you're not going to just smile at me as we're passing by?" <laughs> Right. right. But it's so I mean, it's so I, I, I talk about the crew a lot on this show because they, you know, they really do make the experience and they do such a great job at, at just being positive. And, you know, it, it's it's I'm sure it's hard for them because, you know, everyone has bad days, but it, they don't seem to let it affect their attitude with the guests, which is yeah. I give them a ton yeah. of credit for that. I so agree. It's the best group of people. And that's something else that makes it special. Yeah. They want to be there and they want to make your experience amazing. And that's why I always harp on people to fill out the comment card at the end of the cruise and mention those people who made your cruise right. amazing because it means the world to them. For sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, I am really excited about this topic because I think it's, I think it's going to be relevant for a lot of people. And I actually I want to give you credit because this was actually your idea. And so as a you know as a travel agent, and I see you know I'm in cruise groups for these cruises and stuff. I get questions about a lot of the things that we're going to talk about tonight. So it'll be nice to hopefully put some minds at ease and, and take even a, a tiny bit of stress out of the planning process. We're going to talk about some things that you don't necessarily have to worry about on a Disney cruise. Now, this can be as part of planning. This can be while you're on the cruise. This could be, you know, when you're even just thinking about it, like from 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 the from the start of the planning all the way through the end of the, uh, end of your cruise like some things not to worry about and and you have 5 I have 5 so we're going to give you 10 things not to worry about on your cruise would you like to get us started here yes i would love to so let's start with my favorite topic when it comes to disney cruises food yes and your name <laughs> so uh, Disney Cruise Line released a feature recently where you can request a table, a table location in the dining rooms. And it's got so many people stressed about, you know, do I need to request a certain part of the dining room? Do I need to request a dining rotation or certain servers? And I can tell you that after 24 Disney Cruises, I have never had a bad table. I've never had a bad dining team. And I've never had a bad dining rotation. So I just think let's... 
you don't need to stress about that. That's one thing that you can cross off your to-do list. Um, you know, if you really want a private table, Wes can absolutely put that in for you. And, you know, I think that's a fair request for some families. We've done, um, we've done dining where we've gotten to sit with other families before and it's worked out great. I actually have made some lifelong friends that way, but I get that it's not for everybody. Yeah. Don't stress about what part of the dining room you're in because especially with those dining rooms that have entertainment, they do such a great job of getting around everywhere. So don't stress. I love that one. And I think that's a, that's a great point. And the dining rooms are set up such that they're, they're really designed to give you sort of, the same experience for everyone, right? I I will say I did have one time that I had a bad seat and it was in the Enchanted Garden on the Dream and there's like this back room and we were kind of in in this corner over here. But but I don't but your your point is absolutely true. Like just that's just something that you you don't need to worry about. And you're right, on the website there are all kinds of different requests that you can make, right? You could have like one close to the stage, you can have one near a window, you can request one, you know, private table. There's all these different requests that you can make. Just yeah. don't stress about it. Like just let them place you where you'll be and it'll it'll all be okay. You'll have an amazing dining experience throughout the length of your cruise. Yes, definitely. Don't stress about it. Just stress about packing a outfit for dinner with an elastic waistband because that's what you're going to need more <laughs> yes, of. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. And I also love what you said about the private uh, table versus dining with other families. I think Disney Cruise Line, they have an uncanny ability to match people who you're just going to get along with. I have, yeah. you know, I've dined with many other families in my, you know, my cruising experience. And it has worked out every single time. We've had great conversations. We've made friends. Like we've gotten to the point where, um, their, their, their family has bought gifts for my kids and vice. Like it, it just, it, it's a great experience. And so, you know, give it a try sometime. Like don't do the private table. And I will say if for some reason it doesn't work out, you can get it changed. Disney will change it for you. Great so point. Don't, great. Yep. Don't be afraid. Great but point. I'm ex excited to hear what's first on your list. Yes. So I, you mentioned um, the stretch, the pants with the stretchy elastic. So I'm going to kind of go along those lines and I'm going to talk about the dress code. A lot of people, I see a lot of conversations in the Facebook group. I, I get some questions. People worried about what do I wear in the dining rooms? What do I wear around the ship? And I, and really, this is something that you don't have to stress about. Yes, they have suggested attire in the main dining restaurants. They'll have a formal night. They'll have cruise casual nights. They'll have semi-formal nights. You are free to go all out if you want. If you want to bring a tux and like dress up as much as you can, absolutely do that. That that is amazing. There, I, tons of people do that. If you are like, I don't, I'm on a vacation. I don't want to dress up. I just want to wear my my shorts and my t-shirt to the dining rooms on formal night. Do that. You can. You yes. are free to do that. Whatever you want. There's. There's no formal dress code except for in the adult dining spaces like Paulo and Remy. In the main dining restaurants and anywhere else around the ship, don't stress about the dress code. That's so true. That's one thing that you can absolutely cross off your list because it's your vacation. I know there was this one woman who was so worried, you know, 
if you're a parent, you know that you got to pick your battles sometimes. <laughs> right. And her daughter just did not want to change out of sweatpants. And she was so worried that her daughter was going to be judged. Her family was going to be judged. But you know what? There were so many other parents who were commenting and they're like, listen, if your kid wants to wear sweatpants, mine just wants to wear her bell outfit every night and it's got spaghetti stains on it, but she won't change out of it. So, <laughs> you know what? You just, you got to do what's best for you and your family. It is your vacation. Absolutely. Ab- that is, that's absolutely right. Oh, and one other thing is you mentioned people being worried about standing out or, you know, not having other people dress the way you are like people are going to be in costumes people are going to be dressed up like i i see people worried uh, about dressing up for pirate night if they if they do too much uh, you can't do too much you can't do too little just just yes put your mind at ease and just dress how yeah. you want to dress <laughs> yes it is your vacation it is your wardrobe that's right exactly right what's next on your list so next up on mine is guarantee rate room. So if you're newer to Disney Cruise Line, you might not know about this level of room. And Wes can definitely get into more details on it. But it's a great way to maybe save a little bit of money. So basically, and jump in if I'm misspeaking, but what it is is basically Disney chooses your stateroom location for you. So instead of you having the power to choose it, they kind of place you where they might need you based on um lifeboat, occupancy, um, crew demands around the ship. And with that, they might not assign your stateroom until even a couple of days before you sail. And I see people who (laughs) they agree to this and then it's six months out, a month out, and they are freaking out. And all I have to say, if you choose that guarantee rate room, they are not going to leave without you. They're not going to make you sleep in the atrium. They will have a room for you. Just be patient. Don't stress. It's a great point. Yes. And, and, and a lot of times you will actually get a better room than what you actually paid for. So that is always a bonus as well. That's so true. And you know, if you're interested in something like this, reach out to us. He can go ahead and go into all of Disney Cruise Line's inventory and see where these rooms might be available because they're not available on every sailing. Correct. Then, you know, you can figure out what might be best for you. We got upgraded to a deluxe family veranda last time nice i was like oh man i think i want to do this every time now (laughs) just prepare yourself that's why they do it right so they can upsell you for next time exactly (laughs) that's right no that's a great point i i those those guarantee rooms are a good way to save money and if you want to go really crazy you can do the restricted rates on those those uh those guarantee rooms which have some restrictions like you can't cancel you got to pay in full They'll choose your room for you, no modifications, stuff like that. But you can actually save a, a pretty good amount of money. You just have those those restrictions that you want to uh, be mindful of. But yeah, yeah. That, that's a great a great thing to not worry about. Yes, agreed, agreed. What's next on your list? Speaking of not knowing until a few days before your cruise, I see a lot of people anxious about their online check-in not being approved. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Pending. At 30 days before your cruise, you can begin – well, actually, depending on your your Castaway Club status – between 30 and 40 days, you can do your online check-in for your cruise. And that's where you will upload your personal information, your travel documentation. You'll do your pre and post um, cruise travel plans. You'll sign the kids up for kids clubs, all this stuff. 
But when you finished, your your check-in status is going to be pending. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've been told, and I don't know what the exact answer is, but what I've been told is that it's a manual process for Disney Cruise Line to review these. So it takes them a little bit longer. So you will probably see that your online check-in is pending for a good amount of time. We're, we're cruising um, in two weeks, and we just got ours approved yesterday. But I've seen people not get theirs approved even before they leave for their cruise. And yeah. that is when all panic, you, you know, tends to break loose, right? That's people true. are just like, I haven't been approved. I can't get on the cruise ship. Don't stress about that. Even if it's not approved before you leave your house to go to the cruise, it's not a big deal. You go to the the port during your port arrival time, and if anything has not been approved, it can all be taken care of at the port. There's nothing that can't be fixed at the port unless you forget your travel documentation that's something that you that they really can't help you with everything else they can take care of at the port so if you're not approved relax don't panic it's gonna be okay (laughs) and i think you know so many people don't realize that back in the day back in our day they used to do all of that at the port everything was done right there yes Yes. So, you know, doing it all online is a way that they, you know, they're trying to expedite things post COVID. So I just don't stress about it. Just bring those documents that you checked in with online to the port with you. They will check them there. It is seamless. Don't stress, guys. I know the pending just gets people. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think a lot of people think they're not going to be able to get on the ship, but it's it's just a it's just a formality. You can arrive at the port when you know when at the port arrival time that you were given, and then everything will be fine from that from that point on. Yes, just make sure you have your documents. Just make sure you have your documents, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Well, I think another thing that really stresses people out, and this one is what eats me up alive, is people stress so much about planning every second of their day on their Disney cruise. And, you know, what breaks my heart is, you know, before a Disney cruise, you'll have those pre-booked activities like your tastings, your excursions, bippity-boppity boutique, Uh, the royalty, all that extra stuff, which is great and wonderful. But people think that that's it. And if all of those are sold out, they panic that they're not going to have anything to do on board. And let me just tell you, that is a snippet of what there is to do. Your your navigator app is going to look totally different when you get on that ship. And there are going to be activities all day, every day in 15 minute increments from like 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. I mean, it goes all day. So what I always recommend, don't try and plan your whole day up. Don't try and squeeze in as much as you can. What we like to do is pick one, maybe two things every day that are non-negotiables. Maybe it's a trivia and um, one of the Broadway shows. But the rest of the time, we just allow ourselves to go with the flow because I don't know about you, Wes, but We've had like surprise performers on yes. board cruise. And if you book everything, if you book your day out, you're going to miss out on that. So don't try and plan every second of your vacation because you're going to want some flexibility in there, especially for those magical moments of just like 
running into Donald Duck in the hallway. You can't plan for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And and that is a question that I get quite often. And I'll give people a list of things you can sign up for in advance. But I always say with a caveat, even if you don't get anything during your, your booking window for, in terms of like onboard activities, that is not going to affect that's not going to make or break your cruise. You are going to have an amazing time. There are so many activities to do on board. And most of them, 90% of them, 95% of them, you don't have to sign up for in advance. They're just so things that are going to be in your Navigator app once you get on the ship. And I love, 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 love what you said about pick two things a day that are non-negotiables. Because one, one of my cruise strategies is... I typically like to think of like three things that are must do's on my cruise. And if I check those off, like just let the rest of my cruise be relaxing and, and and just, and just let it be, let the things happen as, as they're going to happen. Right. People forget that you're allowed to relax on vacation. I know. I know. (laughs) And I also say, like, I try to tell people you're not going to be able to do everything that there is to do. You're just not. So, you know, don't over plan. Just have a you're on vacation. Just don't stress about it. And, And yeah, I love that. Just just let the let the day play out as it may. And I will say, I know that people might be listening and thinking, well, of course, you guys have been on so many Disney cruises. Of course, you would say that. But I am going on the wish for the very first time coming up. I still haven't been on board. And I don't have a single extra activity planned. I have never been on the board this ship before. So That's I just awesome. want to explore. I just want to get to experience everything. So, you know, I didn't even do my first tasting until like a year ago. So don't stress. You don't need all of these extra activities. Everything that's included will make it magical. Yep. I promise. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, next on my list, I actually have quite a bit of personal experience with this one. And it's, it's not a, it's not like a major thing, but it is something that I, that, that I have seen some people stress about and it's luggage tags. So Disney Cruise Line is going to ship your luggage tags to you before your cruise. The ideal thing to do with those is to just put them on your luggage, uh, when you, you know, when you get them while the while your luggage is at, you know, at your house. And speaking of back in my day, they used to pick up your luggage at the, um, you know, the carousel at the airport and just bring it to the ship for you. Unfortunately, they don't do that anymore. So you will have to collect your luggage at the airport. But those luggage tags will be how your bags ultimately get onto the ship and to your room. So when you get to the port, your 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 bags will be tagged and you'll give them to the porters. They'll take them and they'll get them on the ship. I don't know how it happens. It's magic, but they they show yeah. up outside your your stateroom, right? Yeah. Now, the thing that I'm saying don't stress about is if you forget your luggage tags, not a big deal. If you don't receive your luggage tags in the mail, not a big deal. You can go to the port. They will have generic tags for you. All you do is get them from the porters, put them on your bags, write your stateroom number on them, and then give them uh, give them your bags just as you would if you had tagged them with the tags that you had at home. So if you forget them or don't have them, 
Don't stress about it. You, everything will be fine. Your bags will get to your room. You will have your clothes and you'll be able to, you know, to use your luggage. <laughs> so true. And same goes for the airport. If you're taking the transfers from the airport, they've got stacks of them. Right. That's right. Don't, don't stress. You, you will get your bag. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. And speaking of like this boarding process, so something that gets me lately too, you know, in this post pandemic world is the boarding group numbers. You know, people stress so much about, I got boarding group 20. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get on late. They're going to run out of food. And a Disney cruise has never in the history <laughs> run out of food, even with me on board. And that's saying something. So don't stress about the boarding group number that you get. Disney is so efficient at the ports about moving people. You know, at this point, they've been doing this for a while and the boarding groups aren't huge. So once they get all those people on board, it's really quite seamless. And I mean, we got uh, the last cruise, we did a Halloween on the high seas and we got to port. We had a I want to say an 1130 port arrival time, but with traffic, we were doing the transfers from the airport. We didn't actually end up getting there until about 1230. I think we were boarding group two or three. Let me tell you, by the time we got there at 1230, they were already on boarding group 18. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just flying through yeah. them. So don't, as long as you get to the port at your port arrival time, they will move you through as quickly as possible. They want to get you on board too. And they're not going to run out of food. You're not going to miss the fun. Just make sure you get there before the ship leaves. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> it will, yeah. it, the ship will leave without you, unfortunately. But yeah. <laughs> there'll be plenty of time to, to get you uh, to get you there. Um, yeah. But no, you're right. Once the boarding groups start, once they call the first group, they go fast. I mean, they they get to the, the, the next group very quickly. I mean, like you said, the boarding groups are not very large. So... Yeah, they, yeah. they start moving them quickly. Right. It's it's a very well-oiled machine. And, I mean, if nobody's waiting around, they're not just going to wait 15 minutes. They're going to get the next group on. Yeah, right. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I So, speaking of packing and luggage and all that stuff, I, I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with me on this, but one thing that we have learned is the shampoo and the body wash in the staterooms are really pretty good quality. And one of the things that has always been like one of the heaviest things to pack in our, our suitcases is our like shampoo and body wash. And my wife is quite picky about her shampoo and conditioner and body wash and all that stuff. And she has agreed that we we don't need to carry that stuff with us in our luggage. We can use the Disney Cruise Line products in the in the bathrooms, you know, to you know to shower. And and I know that Disney recently acquired the H2O uh it's formula so cool. which really cool i like that's that's i'm really excited about that because I, I i just think that i love the smell obviously yeah. it's it's amazing but that's one thing if you are like if you're if your suitcase is packed full you have all your fish extender gifts in there and you have no more room your your bag's overweight you can take out your 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 hair products and your your uh, your body wash and use the Disney Cruise Line products because they are, in my opinion and in my wife's opinion, very high quality and and uh, and they'll keep you clean throughout the the duration of your cruise. Yes, especially if you're packing shampoo, conditioner, body wash for a whole family. Right, right. I mean, those things. 
you can get a lot of souvenirs in your bag. <laughs> with some, right. You know, some popcorn buckets and Mickey sippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say don't waste the space. And another thing, don't waste the space on a hair dryer because they do have those with yes. diffusers in the stateroom. That's right. So yep. another packing tip from the dynamic duo, Disney duo. <laughs> For <here>. sure. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, I think saving as much room as you can. I know I'm a serial overpacker because you just never know. Oh, my gosh. I am too. I'm trying but, to be better about it too. But I, I like the amount of clothes that I bring for – and and even when I'm packing, I'm like, I don't need all this stuff. But there might be a case, an instance where, you know, this yeah. happens and I, I'm going to need this kind of shirt. And it, it, I just. Yes, I know. It's just it's a habit of packing. But if you can at least leave out your shampoo, conditioner, body wash and hair and hair dryer, we should be. A, at least a good start. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> That's oh. right. <laughs> but the last one on my list that I want to talk through is. You know, thinking about those excursions, you know, a lot of people that you go on a Disney cruise, there are some people who just go on the cruise, do on the cruise, they don't care where it's going. Yeah. But some people, you know, they go on these Disney cruises and they really want to explore all these ports of call, which is fantastic. It's a great way to see some beautiful places around the world. But I think there's a lot of pressure to plan port adventures or excursions in every single one. And that can add up pretty quickly when you think about doing it for your whole family. Yeah. So what I would recommend is maybe picking one port where you kind of go all out. Maybe it's your big excursion. And then maybe you have another port where you just kind of walk around, you explore, maybe you do the beach on your own. And then maybe, you know, just depending on your length of sailing, you don't have to do an excursion in every single place to really have an amazing vacation. And I know you guys went to Alaska. Did you guys do a whole bunch of excursions or did you kind of figure it out? So we we didn't do a ton of excursions. We um, we went to Icy Strait Point. We had nothing planned, and we just we we enjoyed the area. We took the uh, the gondola up to the top of the mountain and walked around a little bit. That was great. We did have a an excursion planned in Juneau. We were supposed to go up on a glacier and go dog sledding, but it got canceled. So we ended up just, you know, spending time in Juneau and it was amazing. We ate some local food. We went, you know, checked out the shops, saw some wildlife. Um, You know, that was great. Um, And then the other place we went, which I'm drawing a complete blank on. But um, no, we we actually we I was I was commenting about it recently to my wife. We didn't plan a ton of excursions in Alaska, but you're right. They're very expensive, particularly in Alaska. But yeah. but a lot of these places you can get off and just walk around and and enjoy the you know experience the local culture and and just you know do things without having to 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 pay money to do something. Yeah, and I will say if you know the Disney ones are a little out of people's budget, this is one of my favorite reasons, one of my many many favorite reasons of working with a travel advisor like Wes is you know he's actually going on these cruises. And he can, you know, he's done excursions. He can tell you it's worth its weight and worth its uh, weight and salt. That's not a phrase. I'm making that up. Gold. Thank you. (laughs) More of a different. But what's worth it and what's not? And maybe there's a non-Disney option, like especially in Nassau. People are always looking for options there. A lot of those sell out. So maybe there's something that fits your budget, fits your family. Maybe if you have accessibility needs, it keeps that in mind. So just having somebody to kind of plan with you and take some of that planning stress off your shoulders, it just, it makes such a difference. For sure. And and along those lines too, I I see a lot of people 
stressing about what to do at Castaway Key, you know, there's a ton of options that are listed on the Disney Cruise Line website that you can sign up for. Um, and a lot of those are, are great experiences, but Castaway Key is such a unique destination and it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a Disney destination. It, it just, when you're there, there's just something about it that you're, it's just, it's hard to explain yeah. unless you, you visit, but you don't it's, have to do anything at Castaway Key. You know, you can enjoy the beaches. You can, you can eat the, the barbecue at Cookies and Cookies too. If you're an adult, you go out to Serenity Bay, you yes. know, go out to the lookout tower. You know, it, there's a lot to do on Castaway Key without having to feel like you need to do a, a port adventure. Yeah. I was going to say, I have never done a port adventure at Castaway. Really? Yeah, I I am a total beach bum. Oh. You know, I I would love to do the Alaska itinerary. It looks like a dream. Oh, it's amazing. Just pulling me away from the Caribbean and the Bahamas <laughs> is just enough, a very yeah. hard thing to do. <laughs> but man, there's just there's nothing like Castaway. If Disney could have a Castaway everywhere in Alaska, maybe sign me up. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. I <laughs> I. Say all the time that Castaway Key is my favorite place in the world, and you know I, yeah. I just I love everything about it. And you okay. can enjoy a, an amazing day there without having to to jam your your itinerary full. Yeah, so true, so true. The background on my computer is actually um, Castaway with the Disney ship, and then oh my gosh, what's the name of the ship from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Oh, the uh, uh, Flying Dutchman. Flying Dutch. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah we got there. It's been a long day. It's been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last one that I want to talk about, and you you sort of mentioned it when you when you talked about the the GTY staterooms, but. Mine is going to be a little more specific. So I'm going to say you don't need to really stress about your room location on the ship. Now, a lot of people have preferences and I get that, but my I've I've cruised all around the ship, forward, aft, starboard, port, you know, high deck, low deck, inside ocean like there's you don't really need to stress about your location on the ship because in reality you're you're probably not going to spend a ton of time in your stateroom. And really the, the, the biggest thing is being on the ship. Like that's where all the magic is going to happen. You're on the ship. You're, there's so much to do. You're not going to be in your stateroom a ton. And I, people, some, some do say that the location on the ship kind of helps with motion sickness. And, you know, I think the, the rule of thumb is that, you know, a midship lower deck is sort of best if you're if you're if you're prone to motion sickness. But the reality is you're gonna be moving all around the ship. And really when you're in your stateroom, that's when you're sort of like relaxed and you're not gonna feel the effects as much. So when you're just in your stateroom, it doesn't really matter where you're located because you're probably not gonna feel the effects of the ship that much because you're just relaxed and you're in bed or watching TV or whatever. So a lot of people stress about how do I pick the perfect room and I'll certainly help you, you know, I'll give you my recommendations. I, I do. I have preferences about where, where I like to stay, but if, if something is not available, it's, it's, it's not going to make or break your cruise. Yeah, that's so true. There was somebody in the Disney Cruise Line Facebook group earlier this week who was like, I don't know what people are complaining about, about the aft and the noise. I love the white noise from the engine. And I'm like, I, I've, Never had a bad stateroom on a Disney cruise Same. ever. And 
all I want to do is be on the ship. If you have a preference, that's great. If I, I do get pretty motion sick, okay. whether I'm in a car or a plane um, or a cruise ship in this case. But I have sailed all over the ship with knock on wood with no issues. The only times, you know, I, I would say be as prepared as you can be with those seasickness remedies. Sure, yeah. um, but I, the times when I'll feel it is like maybe the dining room, like the stateroom has never been the issue. So I, I just, I get, yeah, just like you said, I would not worry about it. Just get me on the ship. You can put me in the atrium for all I care. I just <laughs> want right. to be on board. <laughs> Give you a sleeping bag and you'll just pull up a, a spot in the, in the, on the, on the atrium floor. Exactly. Listen, that carpet is pretty comfortable. That's true. It is very comfortable. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? Speaking of carpet on in the HM, on the Wish, um, on, I did a, a preview cruise on the Wish, and it was, I don't know if you've heard about like the, the, the midnight kiss goodnight in the lobby HM. Yes, so, I'm excited to yeah, see it. Definitely, definitely don't miss that. But they like no one knew what it was so people were just literally laying on the floor in the in the in the grand hall just like looking up at the at the chandeliers like all right i'm i guess we're doing this so there were probably a hundred a hundred of us just laying on the ground like looking up at the ceiling for this thing so right 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 it was that was uh that was kind of fun so uh, all right that was amazing. I mean, I think that was a really comprehensive list of things to to not stress about on a Disney cruise. So thanks for for coming up with yours. Very insightful, um, and uh, I think those are perfect. Oh, thank you. Yeah, all I I think my my biggest my biggest ask of people is to not stress about your Disney cruise. I know. That- you are spending a lot of money for this vacation and you want to maximize your time with your family or your friends on board. And I get that. I do. But if you're just stressed about it the whole time, it's going to take away that magic and that fun and, you know, allow yourself to breathe and enjoy it because you count down all those days. You're not going to get them back once you're on board. If you're just out the whole time so allow yourself give yourself permission to just have fun and relax yep absolutely i love that so you mentioned a wish cruise coming up when when is that going to be yeah so that'll be in january my very first very first time on the wish i'm so excited and i'm actually going with one of my very best friends who i met in the stack back what it used to be called the stack no way that's so cool yeah we've stayed best friends for I'm not going to admit to how long, but for a long time, and, uh, you know, we, it's just those relationships that you make yeah. on board with other cruisers, um, whether it's with the crew or even with just fellow Disney Cruise Line lovers once you get back. Yeah. But I'm so excited. We're doing that one. And then we have May uh, on the Magic out of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So that's coming up. And I got a sneaking suspicion I'm going to need another one in yeah. there. <laughs> any, just, any plans for the treasure yet? I have not booked the treasure yet. It is on. I may or may not have plans for my next placeholder. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I'm just so excited for the treasure. And I have a very, very bad feeling that I'm going to love the wish and just want to get back on board. So, oh, the man. wish. Just- I, the, 
I, I'm really excited to hear your, your thoughts on the wish. I personally, I really like the wish. It's just, it's going to be so different than what you're used to. And yeah. in, in a good way, um, and there's just going to be, you know, it's going to feel unfamiliar. It's gonna, you're, you're probably not going to real you know, know where you are a lot of times, but it's, I, I, I think about it a lot. I'm like, I, I just want to get back on the wish. Cause it's, it's really a, an amazing, amazing ship. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember when the dream came out, you know, the dream when she first came out was different, different. than the magic yeah. wonder. And people were freaking out <laughs> about how different she was. And now so many people are like, she's my favorite. I'll only say along the dream. Yep, yep. So I, you know, don't let the wish being different impact you. You're still going to have the rotational dining. You're yep. still going to have the characters. You're still going to have the adult. Yeah, all the core you. elements of a Disney cruise are, are still there yeah. for sure. Oh, I'm just, I'm so excited. So excited. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I really appreciate you coming on. This was, it was really fun and I I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, right back at you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a, have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And I'm sure I'll interact with you here and there. But uh, if I don't tell you personally, have a, have an amazing uh, time on The Wish. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I cannot wait um, to share everything. I'm so excited. So right back at you. Happy holidays to you too. Take care. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Instagram or Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude podcast. You can also check out my blog at the DCL Please feel free to reach out with questions or ideas for future show topics, and I'd be super grateful if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Beyond that, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 